Good morning. Good morning. All right, today's the 20th. It's February 2024. Today is Tuesday. Woo. And uh, let's get this show going. Boom. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. All right. Good morning, guys. So Lisa uh, and Megan will be starting their journey home tomorrow. They've got one more day in Oklahoma City. We're going to sing a song called Jacob's Song. Now, this song is taken from the story of Jacob when he runs away from his brother and uh, because his brother wants to kill him. So he's made some decisions that's got him in a mess, and he cries out to God. He has a dream. And I think that's a spiritual picture of what many of us go through. So this is called Jacob's Song. Climb away 
Yeah. It was funny. I was singing. She's singing Mama's part. I was singing Mama's part, and then at one part, I accidentally jumped up to Megan's, and I was like, "Oh, bring it back down, bring it back down." <laughs> Susan said that brings her back. I haven't heard that in a while. Bring back some memories, Susan. Now is Mama on here? Did you see her name get on here? I did it, but that doesn't mean she's not. So she said, "I'll see you on there in the morning." So that's what I was wondering. So that is a song off of this CD, <laughs> but this is not the Nesbitts. This is Scott and Lisa Nesbitt. This is not in circulation anymore. We don't do this anymore. But for our partners, our, our partners, you guys that are supporting our ministry, uh, uh, this will be the next one. As, as I was thinking about starting to upload this to Patreon for you guys, I thought, well, there's some pretty good songs on there. I'm remembering some pretty good songs. Uh, sometimes I think, why'd I take that out of circulation? <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so that we're going to start uploading those. I'm going to start uploading those soon. I try to, I try to put a new song up. Now we only have 14 professionally recorded songs, uh, and they are all on Patreon, of course, and they're on Spotify and iTunes and. Apple Music and all, Pandora, all that. But over the years, Lisa and I have been serving the Lord for a long time, and we did a lot of little recordings. We did some recordings in our basement, and what I've been uploading is called Plain and Simple, and the kids were just little, and 
you know, was just uh, recording me and the kids or me and Lisa and the kids when they were young singing. That's what we've been uploading, and that is about done. There's maybe a song or two left, and uh, and then I'm going to start on that. So anyway, we wanted to say thank you so much for all you guys that help us and support us. Uh, it, it really is a blessing to be able to serve the Lord and and have you guys standing with us serving the Lord. So I'm not going to start a book today. I'm not starting a book today. She is here, Melissa says. So I don't see her name. There she is. Looking forward to being back home with you. I love you, baby. I miss you. Hope you've had a great time. Uh, hallelujah. Yeah, look forward to seeing you, babe. Uh, so I'm, uh, I got a text from a dear brother that requested maybe to talk about something else before I jumped into another book. And kind of, uh, Brother Bob said, why don't you talk about the unseen realm a little bit? And I thought, well, I might do that. And I thought, well, let's let's start here and let's spend a, let's, let's, I call this, I'm going to call this the days of Noah part one. And so if you've got your Bibles, open up to Luke chapter 17. And we're going to begin talking about the days of Noah just a little bit. And, uh, you know, we may get into principalities and powers and demons and fallen angels. I don't know. If that's something, y'all let me know if that's something you're really interested in. We may spend some days on talking about some of this stuff. And uh, let me say this too. If if you have, let me put this ticker on here just for a minute. Oh, I don't see it. I lost it. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, anyway, Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. So you can text a question to me. That's my that's my cell phone number. And the reason I'm okay with that is my cell phone number is everywhere. It's all over the internet. It's everywhere. So you're well feel free to text me a question that you would like answered on daybreak. And now I don't know that I can answer it, but I will try. I promise you I will try to answer it. And if I don't know and I can't answer it, I'll I'll be honest, I'll say, you know, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. But we'll talk a little bit about the days of Noah. I want to enter in on that. And I wanted to start, I wanted to start uh, by talking about Jesus' speech that Luke recorded as he talks about the days before he's going to return. So I thought it would be good if we're going to get into this to start here. And let me ask you a question. I'll take this ticker off in just a minute. What do you think the geopolitical landscape, how do you feel about what's going on in the world today? Do you guys, and just give me your opinion, nobody knows the day or the hour, so I'm not asking you to say you know the day or the hour, because if you say that, I'm going to say uh, you're wrong, because <laughs> I know you don't know that, and I don't know that. But do you think we're, okay, we've been in the last day since the, the day of Pentecost, so we've been in the last day since then. And it is evident when you study scriptures that the apostles kind of expected the Lord maybe to even return in their days until they got older. Then you can tell in the letters that as they got older, they realized that's not going to be in my day. So, you know, you can see this in their writing. Now it's time for me to put off this vessel. But it was clear by their writing. It's like we've got to get the gospel to everybody before he returns. 
And so that urgency was in the scriptures. Now, I think that we are supposed to, until he returns, have an urgency about us to get the gospel to people and make sure they have a chance to hear. Now, whether they believe or not is between them and the Lord. We don't save anybody. All we do is plant and water. But there is an urgency, and there should be, and, and I'm asking you, do you agree with this? There should be an urgency upon the church to make sure that the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ gets proclaimed to everybody to give them a chance to receive the Lord or to, to reject the Lord, to just give them a chance, right? And I feel quite sure that that urgency should be upon the church. So that being said, let's look at Luke 17, uh, verse 22 and 23. He's speaking to his disciples, and he we're going to get into his talking about his return. And like I'm saying, this is days of Noah, part one. We're talking about the return of the Lord. And so here, let's go ahead and put this on the board. Verse 22 says, then he came, then he said to his disciples, the days will come when you desire to see one of the days of the son of man and you will not see it. And they will say to you, look here or look there. Do not, do not go after them or follow them. Do not go after them nor follow them. Let's talk about that just a little bit. Jesus says, the days are going to come in your life, my disciples, my followers, when you're going to wish I was still here walking with you. You're going to wish that we were together, we're walking like we're doing today, but it won't be like that, okay? And this is also a prophecy. When they say, look here or look there, do not go after them. This morning, I, was, I looked up this morning, uh, I hope I still got it here. I, I just I found out something that I didn't know this morning. I, I knew about probably many of you. I've shared it with you before about the guy in Russia who claims to be Jesus reincarnated, and he's he's had a, a community there for about thirty years, and there's this whole community, and uh, he believes and teaches reincarnation. It's a it's a kind of a strange Christianity view of Christianity. But he claims to be Jesus reincarnated. And I've known about him for many, many years. I mean, like I said, every, I guess ever since I've been a preacher, you know, when I first started studying this stuff, I learned about the different guys that were saying they were Jesus that lived in the world. Uh, one of them was in Australia. And that guy, the guy in Australia, and I didn't look him up this morning, but not only is he, he claimed that he's Jesus, but his wife, they, he claims, is Mary Magdalene. But anyway, that's another story. But I was looking up today, and this, if you can tell, you can look this up. You can just punch into Google Jesus in um, Jesus in Russia. There's a there's a picture of him, and you, if you can see that, there's a whole community that's lived there. This has been going on for about thirty years. And uh, there's kind of a community of them dancing and worshiping. And he would come down off of the top and he would speak to them ever so often. He originally was a police officer and then he had this experience and he believed he became Jesus reincarnated. And he 
developed a following, a, a cult-like following. Now, there are cults out there. And this is one of the reasons I tell the people that I try to pastor. I'm like, guys, be very careful. There, there are cults out there. And you need to be extremely careful because when you listen to a cult, demonic cults are very attractive to those who are seeking spirituality. And so you always must keep your focus right and keep your focus in the scriptures. And uh, verse 23 said here, when I put that up, let me put that back up there. Notice it says right here, and, and they say to you, look here or look there. Do not go after them nor follow them. So what I found out this morning, what I didn't know about this guy in Russia, that in 2020, he was actually arrested. He's in jail now. And so the Russian police came and got him and locked him up. I guess I haven't looked him up in a while. And they actually come and took him away in a helicopter, and he is in jail. Best I can tell, he's still in jail. And... Uh, because they determined that he was uh, it was dangerous to the people that were following him, you know. Cause, well, in my opinion, he is dangerous to the people that's following him. They're under a spell, and you can even look at some of the worshipers. It's like they're under a spell. So he taught, you know, of course, vegan and reincarnation, and so that you're reincarnated, and he's Jesus reincarnated. So this is one of the scriptures where it's very important to know this. So that you and I know, and you said in stone that Jesus says, look, if they say, look here, or look there, do not follow after. Nobody is going to say, look, he's in the desert. Hey, Jesus. Hey, guess what, guys? Jesus is in Australia. No. The Lord says, no, that's going to happen. When they say, look here, look there, that's going to happen. And he teaches in, in other places it's recorded, Matthew recorded. He said, they're going to say, uh, you know, look here, look there. Uh, he's in the desert place. Follow not after them. That's not how it's going to be when he returns. And it's important to know that. He's not going to be in a secret place. Uh, I talked a little bit about this Saturday at our service on Saturday. He's not going to be in a secret place. Jesus is not coming. Listen to me. This is very important. Jesus is not returning in secret, he said. There's not going to be a secret return of Jesus. Let that sink in because you'd be surprised. And there's some people out there, you could be watching Daybreak, you don't even realize that some of the teachings that you believe is actually teaching that he's actually coming back twice and this first return is secret. Jesus didn't say that's going to happen. Now, I take the words of Jesus over everybody, every preacher and teacher. I don't care what kind of system of theology it is. Let's believe the words of the Lord. I believe the words of the Lord. You know, you choose whom you're going to believe. I'm going to believe the words of the Lord. He says, look, there's not going to be a secret return. Verse 24. Let's look at this. Here's how his return is going to be. For as the lightning that flashes out of one part under heaven shines to the other part under heaven, okay, so also shall the Son of Man be in his day. Son of Man is a cue. That is, he is cueing us to the Son of Man in the book of Daniel. The cloud rider, the one who rides upon the clouds, the Son of Man that goes before the Ancient of Days. 
And the time comes that he inherits a kingdom that all nations, tribes, and tongues will serve the Son of Man. When he says Son of Man, that's what he's talking about. The one that Daniel was prophesying about. And that's acute. That's why the religious leaders got so mad when he said Son of Man. How dare you say Son of Man? They knew what the prophecy of the Son of Man was. Are you saying you're the cloud rider? You're the one who's going to rule over everybody? That's exactly what he's saying. But he's saying, but when I come, it's not going to be in secret. And you're not going to say, look here or look there. Does he not say, you, you're reading it. Look right there on the screen. As the lightning shines from one side to the other, that's how it's going to be. In other words, everybody's going to know when he returns. It's going to be revealed. He said, even so shall it be. Okay. In his day. And there at the end, in verse 30, it says, when the Son of Man is revealed. When the revealing of the Son of Man comes. Okay. Next. It says this, but first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. So first he's saying, and he's talking to his disciples, he's, but you know what's going to happen first? The son of man is going to be rejected by this generation, the generation they're living in. I'm going to the cross guys. I'm going to the cross. And there's going to come a time when you, you're wishing that I was here, but I'm not going to be here. But don't listen to anybody that says that I'm in secret. I'm, I'm over here in secret. I'm over there in secret. That's not how it's going to be. Let me tell you how it's going to be when I return. And then he tells them next, verse 26, to get to the foundation. I'm, I'm building a foundation for the days of Noah. Verse 26 and 27 says, as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, the flood came and destroyed them all. I'm going to stop there. I think that's all I put up for today. Okay. The days of Noah, the political, geopolitical landscape of today, what day do you think we're living in? And how bad do you think it's actually going to get? So let me, let me say this. I put me a note or two here. For me, for me, I'm not as much looking for the day of the return of the Lord. Yes, I'm looking for the day of the return of the Lord in that sense. God, even so, come Lord Jesus, come quickly, even in our day. And that's a wonderful thing to say. But according to the teachings of the Lord, I am more looking for the days of Noah and the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. I am more looking of the days of the tribulation, the days that he says that's going to be the sign of the generation that we're living in when he returns. That is the things that I am looking at. Because he has already said, look, I'm going to give you a clue of what the world is going to be like before I return. Before I come back, the world, in a sense, is going to be like it was in the days of Noah. So that tells us we need to look at the days of Noah. That's why I've titled this, The Days of Noah, 
part one. Okay, part one. So tomorrow we're going to continue with that, but let, let's go to one scripture in Genesis. One scripture in Genesis. So look, I'm going to turn over here to Genesis, excuse me. Genesis chapter 6, verse 11. Chapter 6, verse 11. And he says this, The earth also was corrupt before God. The earth was filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. Now, as we leave today, and as we, as we get off here today, I want you to think about a couple of things. How do you think it measures up? When we look at the days of Noah, what we are seeing is basically an entire landscape, geopolitical landscape that is violent and corrupt and wicked. And we're going to go there and look at more of that tomorrow. Also, the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. But in the days of Noah, how many people were saved? Eight. Right? Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. Eight people were saved. When we look at the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, which we're going to get to after the days of Noah. Days of Sodom and Gomorrah, how many were saved? Three. Matter of fact, God even said, told Abraham, he said, look, if I can find... Ten people. I will spare the cities for the ten. If I can just find ten people. Man, that's bad. So tomorrow we're going to take up. We're going to look at the days of Noah. We're going to spend some time in Genesis. We're going to talk about the days of Noah and study that a little more, okay? So this was the days of Noah part one. Why are we looking at the days of Noah? Because the Lord Jesus said... As it was in the days of Noah, that's what it's going to be like in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Look at verse 30 in your Bibles. When he is revealed, it's going to be like the days of Noah. All right, so we need to look at the days of Noah, do some studying about that, because that's what we're trying to look at as we spread the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I, well, let me know. Do you like this? I mean, do you like talking about this? Um, oh, good, good. Love this study, Donna May says. Good. All right, so we're going to get into a book. To be honest, it's easier for me to just teach through a book, especially on the daily teachings. Uh, but I want to spend a little time here and and look at the world and look at the days of Noah, and uh, and we will take it from there. So tomorrow we we're going to have part two, and uh, I hope you can be here. And if you got anybody that you think might be interested, maybe you could share with them that we're not, uh, I'm not actually going through a book verse by verse, but what I'm teaching on, there may be some people interested in this that don't necessarily like going through verse by verse. I don't know, but share it with them if you think they might like this study. All right. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Uh, let's say the Lord's Prayer and we'll get off here. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. 
your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Hey, guys, Brother Bernie, y'all see Brother Bernie Morris's name on here? Would all of you guys please, in unity with me right now, let's pray for Brother Bernie, okay? He is, he's, he's battling some sickness right now. Agree with me. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus over our brother, Bernie. And in Jesus' name, we're asking for healing, for total healing, for all the antibiotics to work, and healing to come with our brother in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Okay, guys. Shalom, shalom. Love you. We'll see you tomorrow morning right here for part two.